Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of What I Mean to Say, a Nutshell Podcast. I'm your host, Rhea, and I'm happy, happy to be here. So, um, coming at you from a remote location. <laughs> I am currently in Canmore, Alberta, in the beautiful Rocky Mountains, and I'm visiting family and having a wonderful week off. I did not drop a podcast last week because... Uh, I was just getting ready for this trip and there was just didn't seem to be any time to even sit and write and even consider uh, a new topic, let alone um, jumping on to just sort of wing something. But today I'm winging it. Today is a memeless Thursday. Um, and that's okay because um, when you are in uh, holiday mode, uh, your brain tends to shift into other things and um not to say that I was unplugged by any means because I wasn't not for this trip um that wasn't the purpose of it but uh this was an amazing getaway with its uh well it wasn't lacking in adventure let's put it that way um so let's back up Earlier this week, I drove all the way from my town, my city in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and I drove all the way to the thriving metropolis of Calgary, Alberta, where I picked up my very, very good friend of close to 30 years, I think now. Um, she's my, she's one of my bees. I've got a couple of girls who um, we call each other our bees. Uh, backstory to that is all of our maiden names start with B, and that's just what it is couple of us even have tattoos of an actual bumblebee because of it but anyway so picked up one of my bees and she and I drove to the quaint little town of Invermere British Columbia and we had a wonderful time there if you've ever been to Invermere some places I would recommend if you've never been and you're gonna go I would recommend number one Smokehouse 93, which has got this unreal, uh, it's pulled pork and brisket and like it's, it's, you can't miss it. It's right on the highway, on the 93 highway, which by the way is my new nemesis, but we're going to get to that story. Um, so yes, uh, that I would recommend that. I would also recommend, um, uh, Pizzeria Mercado. And then in town on Invermere on the lake, I would recommend Fusion Spa. And yeah, it's just in general. Oh, and also the station pub, I would also recommend because uh, they've got some lovely appies there. And I had a really nice flight of Trayton Bay uh, spirits, which is all Trayton, Tayton, Trayton, Tayton, Tayton. You should, I should get my words right. Tayton Bay, um, Tayton Teas. Is their vodka is infused with teas. And I had a flight of four different. Uh, it was delicious anyways. Anyway, my point being is that um, what I do would want to hop on here today and talk a little bit about is about, um, well, for one thing, friendships and the magnitude of certain friendships and also what you learn being um, trapped with someone <laughs> for a few, a few hours, more hours than you had expected to in the situation. So let's fast forward to the day that my B and I decided we were going back to Calgary. Uh, we had just spent three nights, uh, at her beautiful cabin. We had a wonderful time. We had fires every night and, 
um, had wine and visited. It was just nice to catch up. We also crushed some holiday Hallmark movies. I think we watched four of them and just trashed them uh, because it was hilarious. Uh, I don't actually think I've ever really watched a Hallmark movie, but... um, a Hallmark like holiday movie, but let me tell you, there are some actors who have sold their souls to Hallmark to just appear in these movies now, and and uh, B and I we definitely pointed pointed that out, noticed that a lot, and it was just funny to see all of the uh, um, stereotypical things happening in those movies: the sleigh rides, the snowball fights, the you know buying a Christmas tree, and yeah, it was, but it was entertaining to see, you know. And of course, then we had to rate them. There were some that we really actually didn't mind, and some that we were like, "Whoa, okay, that was <laughs> that was kind of garbage." Anyway. Um, yeah, so I would, I would tell you what the, they are, but honestly, there's so many of them and I don't remember any of their names. I know that one had a, a an undercover, like a detective, an undercover detective. She, that was her job. One had a fella who was like a country singer and one was a, I don't know, <laughs> that's just like kind of par for the course. Uh, but anyway, so I digress. So when the day we were leaving, we decided we leave at 1 p.m. to head back to Calgary, which is typically a three-hour drive. So we leave around 1, 1.30. And unbeknownst to us, we are about to drive into um, not only a storm that's been brewing all day that we had no idea about, uh, just, you know, 20 minutes into the drive, but also several jackknifed semi-trucks coming the south way, so coming towards us. And so... Thankfully, we have water, we have snacks, we're fully gassed up. Um, but we are come to a screeching halt at one point, and it's just strange. And the weather is getting progressively worse. And now we're just sort of like trucking ahead at about 40 kilometers an hour at the most. More often, it was around more like 20. And we were not sure what was going on, because fun fact, there's no cell service on that road. Zero for, I don't know, I think the better part of it, there's a big space there that you have no cell service. It's about an hour, an hour 15 or so. So what would typically take us an hour 15 to get to the main highway to then carry on? Well, to give you the Coles Notes version, it was 6 p.m. by the time we were starting to panic a little bit because now it's been, you know, five hours. And we're like, hmm. Well, it was about four hours, actually. And they were like, what, sh- what should we do? And this is where it really got real for, for us. I think we'd been holding it together. We'd been making some jokes. We'd been, we were luckily following a... We were right behind a McDonald's semi that was, uh, you know, had a big picture of chicken nuggets with barbecue sauce on it. And, like, we talked about it all day. And we, we called that... We called that... Uh, that guy in front of us, we were calling him Nugs. And he was helpful when we, if we ever needed some information. And we even got his number on the back of his truck. So both of us agreed that we would call in and um, just say what a what an awesome driver he was. Um, because with the other semis struggling to get up hills and having to pull over and there's no room on the shoulder to put their chains on, he was able to, he knew better, had his chains on and he was just taking, taking the hills and the mountain turns like a champ and we were impressed. So, and with that, we felt safe being behind him for the the movement that we did get. And as we were seeing traffic moving back 
towards the way we came was pretty steadily all day with no stopping. Not like us. We were in gridlock. It was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cars. Like we, I couldn't even tell you how many, maybe thousands. I don't know. It was pretty remarkable because when we did make the call at 636 to turn that car around and drive back, there are a few factors in play. One, it was getting cold, getting colder. The rain had not stopped all day. The rain and snow, and it was slushy up to your ankles out on the side of the road if you had to get out. Dangerous because it's single lane. So you've got massive cut cars and, or massive semis and cars passing you. Even when you're sitting there parked, you, it's, you don't want to get out. Um, we, uh, my dog was with us. We had water and snacks, like I said, but we were going to, at some point, the gas level was going to get low and low and lower and we had to make a call. We just didn't know how much longer this was going to be. And we didn't know where really where we were on the road to gauge how far we were from our actual next turn or if we could even get through some things that we, we did remark about and still we're kind of reeling about is, um, not once all day long. Did we see an RCMP or anybody of any kind to come and tell us what's actually happening, what's going on. There's no, like I said, no cell service. We couldn't check Twitter. We couldn't check the highway roads. And when we did check the highway roads before we left, there was no indication saying that 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 highway was, that 93 was closed going south. So, long story short, we turned around. We went back to the cabin, stayed in the cabin one more night and plotted our route for the next day. And with the help of B's husband, we were able to get on a track that was going to take us twice as long, almost twice as long. However, it was clear for driving. And what a great decision that was. Because when we went the south route, which ultimately flipped us around going through Fernie, like I basically got in a whole route, a whole uh, the scenic route of interior BC that I was not expecting to have when I went on this trip in the first place. But it was pretty remarkable to see that on, along that side, there was virtually not a speck of snow anywhere. It was strange because we knew the chaos that had ensued going the other direction. And still, the next day, had people basically stranded and abandoned on the highway. They were, um, I mean, people were leaving their cars and finally somebody was coming out to assist them or at least bring them water or so we heard uh just overall scary situation had we stayed any longer we realized that by the time most people that were leaving if anybody left around noon we left at one they weren't getting to that highway till 1 a.m and since we left it left at 6 30 p.m well we had a long wait yet as it turns out so we ultimately were very, very glad with the decision we made to head back to the cabin. But it was high stress. And it was, uh, it was at the point of like, we were holding back tears and not really entirely sure how, what, what to do. We just didn't know. But we just followed our gut and decided to go back. And like I said, turned the tick the route the next day and it was totally fine. However, as I'm sure most of you know, I mean, it is November 16th today. The flooding that has happened in British Columbia is outrageous. Like to the point where the Vancouver 
was separated from Canada because the highway was washed out. It's, and we were rerouted in Fernie, BC because of flooding. So our what was supposed to be an easy three-hour drive back on Sunday became an extra night and a five-hour drive with a reroute due to flooding um, on Monday. First of all, problems, yes. We're safe, yes. There, my car was a champ. Thank you, Hyundai Canada. Um, but I would never want to be in that position again. And I thought a lot going to sleep that night about the people that were still out on that road. And even when we were driving back towards Radium and in Vermeer, we were just saying, we wish we could just let all these people know just to turn back. Just turn back. But how do you notify everybody unless you stop at every single car? And I took video. It's literally miles of cars. So to my knowledge, no injuries or fatalities, knock wood. But it, uh, if the worst thing that happened is that it took people off course for where they needed to be, people had to reschedule things, meetings, appointments, whatnot, then so be it, right? That's life. That happens. If you can roll with it, great. But yeah, not pretty, pretty high, high level stressor for sure. But we got back safely and now I'm in Canmore. So this is where most of my family is. So I am here staying at my sister's. My parents have her, the place downstairs. I'm in their place and I'm having a wonderful time and it is sunny here. It is cold, but beautiful seeing these mountains lit up by this sunshine, which I can't say was the same thing when we were here in August. It rained the entire time. So, but what I wanted to say primarily about having all that time in the vehicle with my close friend, it really put things into perspective in terms of like the stuff that we are constantly dealing with in our lives. And in that one moment of, like, we didn't feel like it was the end, not, not by any means, but it was one of those moments where you're like, we need to make a call here. But if we turn back, we don't know what we're getting into. But if we stay here, we don't know how long it's going to be. So I've talked a lot of times about trusting your gut and trusting that instinct and just feeling like, and I had a moment where I thought, let's just stay. But then we just called it. And in that split decision, we were like, yeah, we both felt like instantly relieved, even though we really didn't know what was ahead of us as soon as we turned around. And that's part of life. You just have to follow your gut instinct and decide like what feels like the right decision, what feels manageable. We also had enough gas at that point that if we got went back, at least we're in the direction of somewhere where we knew there was a gas station, whereas ahead of us, like I said, we didn't really know how far we were from the, the highway at that point. So we both tapped into our subconscious and we're like what do you feel right now what do we feel right now and ultimately we decided to turn back and the rest is history and in that time you have an instant bond with that friend even though you've already had one for years and years it's new and it's just yours it's your intimate bonding of something scary and people are bonded by fear <laughs> it's true and I know the while we didn't say it so much out loud that we were scared because 
we're both moms and we're both, uh, you know, pretty strong headed women that we were just like, we didn't really let ourselves release the fear till we were back home because then we knew we were safe. But in the moment we both felt very just like, we just got to do what we got to do. And we were both thinking if we had our kids with us, if we had toddlers say, we probably would have turned back hours ago. And that's when we said, well, maybe we should treat ourselves like toddlers and figure out what we need to do. And that was the moment that we turned back. And so I do feel forever bonded. And thankfully, she's got a great sense of humor. So we do have some, definitely some funny moments that came out of it that it will be inside jokes for ever and ever. And I was just so grateful to have her there and that I wasn't on that road alone. And um, yeah, so that's that story. And today, it's a beautiful sunny day. I'm just enjoying some relaxing time, having a coffee, sitting here with my dog. Uh, I was the, had the opportunity the last couple mornings to take my nephew to school, which was awesome, and spend some time with my brother. He's here too, and it's just, tonight we've got big plans to go to the indoor golf range here in Canmore, so that'll be fun. And anyway, this is a departure from what I usually talk about, but I just wanted to touch base and check in with people and and just maybe put out a little reminder that like when things feel really uncertain and really scary tapping into your instinct or your gut feeling on something it won't steer you wrong and especially in this case that as soon as we made that decision we were like we knew we were going to be okay and my gut now is telling me that it's time to log off and get myself out into the fresh air of Canmore and then I'm gonna head into Banff today meet my sister for lunch and that's it you guys I'm wrapping it up short and sweet no meme today take care of yourselves take care of each other out there and uh until next time keep moving forward with your heart and your eyes wide open